This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we conclude a week of broadcasting. And if you have been with us, you know we're talking from the first three chapters of the book of Daniel. In other words, we're going back around 2,600 years, and this was the deportation out of Israel into Babylon. Specifically, we'd be talking about four of those men who were part of the cream of the crop of Israel who went into Babylon. And of course, we're talking about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And their names in Hebrew, Daniel means God is my judge. Shadrach's name was Hananiah, means God whom has given. Meshach's name was Mishael, which means that which God is. And Abednego's name was Azariah, whom God aids. So while they were going into a new environment, a new situation entirely, their inner hearts were strong toward the Lord, as their names indicate. In chapter 1, we spoke about the cream of the crop going in to uh, um, Babylon, and the king ordered a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank. But we read in verse eight, uh, verse eight in chapter one. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought for permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Praise the Lord. He could not eat some of the food, which was probably not according to the law given in Israel. And he got permission because God's favor was upon him. And so they tested this for 10 days. And it says that at the end of 10 days, the, their appearance, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, seemed better and fatter than they were of the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. And then when they met with the Nebuchadnezzar, the king, it says in verse 20, And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in his realm. So we see that God's favor was upon them. God honored them as they honored God. An incredible story of God's presence with them if we purpose in our heart to live for him. Chapter 2 is about a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, and he challenged all the magicians, conjurers, and all the wise men in Babylon, not only to interpret the dream, but to tell them the dream. And this was virtually an impossible thing. 
because it says the Chaldeans said, there is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult, and there is no one else could declare to the king except God, small g, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. However, when uh, Daniel heard about it, he went to the king and asked more time so he could seek the Lord, the God of Israel. And then God revealed to Daniel in a night vision, and God and Daniel gave glory to God. He said, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. It's he who changes times. He removes kings. He gives wisdom. It's he who reveals profound and hidden things. For thou hast given me wisdom and power. Even now thou hast made known to me what was requested of thee. Just incredible, the power of God manifesting himself through Daniel. And uh, we see that this deeply affected Nebuchadnezzar. And when Daniel was able to give him the dream, which was really God's plan for the end days, it's just incredible because we see in verse 46, when when the king heard it, then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face did homage to Daniel and gave orders to present to him an offering and fragrant incense. The king answered Daniel and said, Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, since you have been able to reveal this mystery. And he promoted Daniel, and he was a servant to the king. We go to chapter 3, and chapter 3 is about a huge golden image that Nebuchadnezzar made that was re- all people were required to bow down to. And I think it's important, Shelley, that you mention that Daniel asked the king if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could be part of his administration. And ultimately they were, especially after what happened in um, chapter 3, Juni. All right, so a golden image was made. They dedicated it, and all were required to bow down and worship. We see in chapter 3, verses 4 to 6. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, To you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and man of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of a blazing fire. I mean, just the king is just exalting himself. And if you don't bow down to that image, you just put into a furnace. Then we go to verse 12. Some came to the king and said this, There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your God or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring them in, and these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Isn't this a very, isn't it amazing, Juni? Is it true? In other words, could this possibly be? Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. 
But if you will not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Obviously, he forgot what he said to uh, Daniel about who the true God is. But Daniel asked that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be part of the administration, really, which put them in a position to be witnesses Hallelujah. of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wow. So we read in verses 16 and 17, incredible verses. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Junie, when I was reading this, I just said to myself, have I bowed down to anything? Of course, not a golden image. But we need to ask ourselves, have we ever bowed down to something that was against the wishes of God? Okay, then we go to verse 23. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astounded, stood up in haste, and he responded and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of God. And what you didn't bring out, Shelley, was they had the furnace heated how many times greater? Much greater, I thought. No, I don't know the... 10 oh. times greater. It was 10 times greater that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel were found wiser than any other men that came. And 10 is a number in Hebrew that has to do with the Spirit of God, the tree of life, has to do with seeing, and has to do with knowledge. Hallelujah. Powerful. Um, and there they were in the furnace with a fourth man. Really? And who recognized it? But Nebuchadnezzar. And the chains that were on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's arms and legs were loosed in the furnace of the fire. Really? Then it goes on to say in verse 27, And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was their hair of their head singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. June and you know, Shelley, in the New Testament, the angel of God does not appear. But throughout the whole Old Testament, the angel of God Hallelujah. does appear. 
And I personally believe, and a lot of theologians believe, that Yeshua, Jesus, was in fact the angel of God who appeared as the Son of Man and became the Son of God who overcame the devil and all of his demons to deliver us and take the chains off us, Shelley, of sin and bondage and our fallen nature. Amen. Amen. Just an incredible story. It's a lot more than just a child story. It's a word for today that God wants to raise up in these perilous end days, which are going to get more perilous men who are going to stand no matter what. Women and children who will also serve the Lord and stand for righteousness and truth. Yes, yes. And it's interesting, June, one final thought is that God didn't deliver them out of the furnace but he delivered them right in the midst of the fire. And I know it's in chapter 6 of Daniel, but Daniel found himself in the lion's den, and God shut the mouths Hallelujah. of the lion. Hallelujah. And lions and brought Daniel out. This is the God that we serve today. Hallelujah. Well, this being Friday, we want to um, relate to our Jewish kinsmen and stand with them by reciting the Shema. And if you know it, please... Sound off with us. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Lord, we pray that you would raise up men like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be able to stand for you in these end days and declare your lordship. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.